As Nigeria continues to battle the COVID-19 pandemic, one of the many challenges the government has to deal with alongside the virus is the rising spate of insecurity in the areas that are under lockdown, namely Lagos and Ugu states and the federal capital territory Abuja. Tension is rising as people get restless from staying at home and their inability to work. For those who barely eked out a living prior to the lockdown, life is tough. They are hungry. In Ogun and Lagos State, gangs have unleashed mayhem on citizens in the name of finding something to eat. How bad is the problem and is there really a link between hunger and the attacks we are seeing? Plus, how prepared is the police to tackle the rising insecurity? Hello and welcome to NOW, a podcast which examines the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on all aspects of our lives. I'm Juliet Obata. In today's edition, we speak to the Police Public Relations Officer Frank Imba, who insists the police are doing a stellar job of providing security. Let me tell you something. If we are not prepared, you wouldn't be walking the streets of Lagos. We are adequately prepared. We have carried out a lot of deployment, both overt and covert deployment. Medical doctor turns vigilante to protect his community from hoodlums. We hear from Ejemba Chinonsu, popularly known on social media as Apuruko Doctor. To be honest, it was scary having to, you know, pick up a machete and sit outside with a couple of other people and knowing that you guys could be attacked at any moment because before then they went to streets, closed our streets for the fact and I heard some people were killed. So we had to burn tires and create bonfires. Pioneer DJ Jimmy Jatt tells us why staying at home is a good thing. We're not being locked down. We're we're being protected as far as I'm concerned. Some residents are no longer afraid of dying from the COVID-19 virus, but from insecurity and hunger. Miscarrants are now invading communities and streets in search of food and money, harassing people and cutting away their belongings. Bumi Yekini reports. Not leaving anything to chance in the battle to contain the coronavirus pandemic in Nigeria, the president, Muhammadu Buhari, has extended the 14-day lockdown ordered in Lagos, Ogun, as well as Abuja by another two weeks. In a special broadcast on the COVID-19 pandemic, the president also announced that the palliatives promised by the government to initially target 2.6 million people will now be extended by 1 million to reach 3.6 million Nigerians. Already, there are cries of hunger and insecurity caused by the lockdown. But will these palliatives be enough to go around the teeming populace who are actually in need of it? They say they will give us money. I don't even know. Maybe that we don't need their money. We don't need their money. Instead of them to just let us work for some time before they extend this lockdown. Instead of them to do that, they don't even... Maybe they don't care. I don't know. It's like they don't care about us. Because now, my patient is inside the hospital. We are supposed to go home and go and take some stuff. While we, there's no transport. So we are to stay in the hospital for days. And I don't know how many days we are going to... Anyway, it has not been easy to people. When you look around, you see that there is poor people in the country, even they manage to what, endure the first lockup. But this extension is not going to be easy for them, because some people don't have food to eat. Some people are businessmen, businesswomen, 
They only survive if they go out and sell their market. It affects me in some area that customers are not coming out like before. But we can't go against it because it's for our own good. This second phase of the lockdown is coming at a time when most of the residents are becoming cranky as they grapple with the pangs of hunger and lack of money. This is so because the majority of Lagos residents live on daily income and it is becoming extremely difficult for them to feed their households. In some parts of Lagos, there are reports that residents are being attacked by local armed robbery gangs and miscreants, Shokwe Martins reports. On the night President Muhammadu Buhari addressed the nation to issue an extension of the lockdown of the federal capital territory, Lagos and Ogun. In Lagos, neighborhoods from Alagbado to Iyanuekbaja witnessed the invasion of hundreds of hoodlums said to be members of the Awawa Boys and One Million Boys Gang. Armed with weapons, the invading robbers went from door to door, leading panic-stricken residents to take to their phones, calling the police, asking for help on social media, and finally, when their calls went unanswered, taking to the streets to repel the attackers. In Agege, which has seen some of the worst violence, residents are sleeping with one eye open. The people are living in fear. They cannot sleep with a closed eye, you know. Because many, many things have been happening in the streets and we know that it's due to this lockdown of everything. We know that this lockdown is just for our safety. Now we are burning tires every night, afternoon, you cannot leave. They are coming, they are coming. We are just scared, everybody. When the whole thing started, like some people were like, you have to sleep with one eye open, one eye closed. With a baby in my hand, the only thing I would have to do that time was just to protect my son that time. In reaction to the scenes captured on video, many have asked what the police are doing to protect residents of Lagos. Deputy Commissioner of Police, Lagos Command, Olatunji Disu, assured residents of a strong police presence, but asked them to remain vigilant. My words for them is to remain vigilant and for them to know that the Commissioner of Police is aware. He directed me and the area commander personally to be here to see things for ourselves and ensure we put things in place to assure that this place is safe for the resident and assure them that uh, more patrol vehicles will be brought into this place. This place will be patrolled constantly throughout the night till the following day. The cause of the unrest that has flared up? Hunger, according to the perpetrators. I spoke with Vice Chairman of the Community Development Association for Gowon Estate South, Tony Ojako, who, after two days of sustained attacks from the One Million Boys Gang, had this to say. People are saying that they are hungry, they are tired of staying at home. There is no palliative measure to keep them occupied with the whole shutdown. Safety of lives and properties are the responsibilities of appropriate security agencies in the country, like the police. But the response of the police has not been swift to distress calls. So, communities have devised other means of safeguarding their lives. Tunde Raji had a chat with Ejemba Chinonso, popularly called a doctor on Twitter. He shares his involvement in community policing, also known as Vigilante Group. Recently, there's been an increase in uh, security challenges and robberies. So many people have attached it to hunger. What's your take on that? So, I think it's, uh, it's inevitable, um, given the kind of economy that Nigeria runs. The fact is, a lot of people who are in this area that have been locked down depend on the daily income. So 
going to lockdown for two weeks, first of all, very short notice. Uh, I think they did not give them time to prepare for the lockdown. So there has been rise in the cases of, you know, people robbing or trying to steal. But nevertheless, um, I also think that some hoodlums are taking advantage of the fact that people are in their homes with children to create chaos. You had to take up also a part-time vigilante duty. I'm guessing that's your first experience. How was it like? <laughs> to be honest, it was scary. Having to, you know, take up a machete and sit outside with a couple of other people and knowing that you guys could be attacked at any moment because before then, they went to streets, closed our streets for the fact and I heard some people were killed. So we had to burn tires and create bonfires to, you know, uh, care them away and let them know that the people here are around. While we're waiting outside, you hear some gunshot. Believe me, it was scary. Another health hazard that we're having to face is from the side effects of the fires that are being burned. So a lot of people are breathing in suits for the next few days because the houses are coated with the black dust from the fires. So there was so much uproar about the police not coming to the aid of some of these uh, communities when they were called upon. Was that the same fate in your end? Uh, yes, it was. For two nights in our area, first probably occurred around 2 a.m., I think about three days ago, and uh, tried getting in touch with the police. And then uh, uh, the next day, another one occurred. The only time we saw them was at the main road. As the express would uh, try and stop the vehicles, the thing, but uh, we still do not have that police presence. Will you still be joining in the vigilante and um, securing of your community? Yes, we have a roster now, so <laughs> it is my thing. We go out there, play our part, up until this possible. Lagos is not the only state experiencing the surge in robbery attacks. Neighboring Ogo State, Abuja, as well as Kaduna, are also not having a good. There was a report of a clash between operatives of the Civilian Joint Task Force over enforcement of the stay-at-home order of the Kaduna state government. Although there are no major records of violence, cases of petty burglary have been reported in the suburbs of Abuja. Abuja-based journalist Somna Sambo Shagari said Abuja residents are not too happy with the lockdown. Lots of residents have anticipated um, an extension, but they never thought it was going to be for two weeks. Some people have said that due to the declining figures in terms of what had been projected, because what many people have thought is that the projection would have been much more higher, getting to maybe like 150 to 200 uh, people being diagnosed with uh, COVID-19, maybe daily or uh, maybe every two, two days. We go to the satellite towns where we have majority of the population. A lot of menial workers who depend on civil servants and other office workers here are finding it very difficult to stay indoors. In a recent briefing, the Inspector General of Police, Mohamed Wadamu, called on citizens to be calm and report any security agent who is caught asking for or taking bribe. We've deployed our escort personnel. These are police officers that police the police to check these kind of abuses of human rights and uh, untoward activities like this bribe ticket. And anybody caught will deal with them squarely. Livestock and other agricultural produce are part of the essential items that have been allowed to move freely. 
And if there's any delay caused by any security agent, if I live here, we're going to re-emphasize and tell Nigerians, provide telephone numbers and contact persons that people can easily be contacted. As lifeless as the coronavirus is, it has disorganized homes and businesses. And as the days march on, Nigeria will have to balance a juggling act of, of fighting the spread of the coronavirus, cushioning its impact on the economy, and quelling social unrest. Bumi Yakini reporting. Shegun Adeniji spoke to the Commissioner of Police in Ogun State, Kenneth Ebrimson, who narrates the recent encounter his officers had with hoodlums at the Lagos Ogun border. Uh, I continue to say that this thing started as a cultist supremacy that snowballed to other parts uh, of the state, particularly the border areas, Agbado Railway Crossing, Akute, Ajumwa, and all that. Where this hoodlum, the cultists, decided to be making life on Jerepo for. And that was why we went after them and mopped them up and rounded up more than 150 of them with their weapons of uh, violence and other exhibits. Being that as it may, uh, we are contending with the issue of fear, panic, and anxiety. And that is why we have embarked on fear and panic reduction patrols along those border areas. As I speak to you now, the service commanders are on show of force and convoy patrol to those locations to ensure that the emplacement of security that is there is functional and working. So as I speak with you now, all is well in Oku State without any fear of contradiction. Now, what steps or measures have you put in place to prevent a further reoccurrence of uh, such a security breach against the near future? One, we have uh, given all the stakeholders in the community the phone numbers of area commanders and DPOs. We will activate those numbers for police to respond in time to this threat call. Our tactical teams, conventional teams, we have all deployed them, including mobile police. And you are aware that the IGP has given some interventions which we will exploit and ensure that the communities are stable and will ensure that we sustain the current tempo that is in existence now. Are there still collaborations between your command and that of uh, Lagos State Police Command to prevent an interstate influx of these criminals from nooks and crannies bordering the yes. neighboring towns? Yes, you know, we have some divisions along the neighboring time. That is, you talk of Ujudu, you talk of Ejaye, you talk of Alakoko. So the area commander in charge of Ota is the coordinator of that joint patrol between the police Ugu State and that of Lagos State. So we are partnering with them and uh, things are working out very well. So I can uh, assure you that uh, this harassment and intimidation will not tear up this ugly head. And again, please, I want you to let the citizens know that this bonfire is causing panic to the residents. We are firmly on the ground. I can reassure you of that. The service commanders the road safety, the civil defense, all of us are on the same page. We are partnering together, we are collaborating. There's that good partnership among the digital security agents to give Ogu State the type of security architecture 
a desire to make life safety and meaningful for all these. The police insist misinformation and fake news are contributing to the fear that is now found among some communities. Ekeneo Digwe reports. In 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic has come to dominate the media, both domestically and abroad. Alongside increased attention on the pandemic has come the viral spread of COVID-19 fake news online. Most of the stories, as captivating as they are, are patently false. As coronavirus continues to spread, so too, unfortunately, does disinformation via social media. In some cases, this has included what seems like it comes from a valid advice from a professional, but turns out to be erroneous and in some cases, dangerously bad. The World Poverty Clock estimates that around 95 million Nigerians live in abject poverty, meaning they survive on less than $2 a day. This level of poverty means it's unlikely that a lockdown will be easy for this group who don't have any savings and often rely on a daily income. The challenge is currently faced, particularly with regards to insecurity, should have been anticipated under the circumstances. And according to the police public relations officer, Frank Mba, they were. Juliet, my position would be to say that life will always come with challenges. When this lockdown was instituted, the Nigeria police force came out clearly to say that we expect that there will be a general drop in crime. We also made it very clear that if the lockdown persists and if the social intervention programs are not quickly, adequately and sufficiently deployed, that we could also have some challenges. We made projections about the expected crime patterns and trends. And we did make it clear that we expect a rise in cyber crimes and all kinds of cyber mischief. We projected that some criminal elements will take advantage of the solitude provided by the lockdown and the restriction order, as well as the fears anxiety and the immediate needs of people to try to prey on them online. We also make projections that there could also be possible increase in domestic violence and spousal violence. As a matter of fact, we even put out our projections well ahead of the World Health Organization. Before the World Health Organization started making projections about increase in domestic violence, we were already out speaking about it. Our, our, our grounds, we, we base on our projection on the fact that when you lock down people, especially couples who probably have been dealing with individual differences and time and space created by work has helped them to manage these differences. When you put them continuously together, especially when there is a drop in income, a drop in their finances. They don't have those things that help them in the past to manage their differences, such as going out to work, going to churches, or going to mosques, going to parties in the weekend, going to the gym, um, going to uh, participating in other kind of social functions are no longer there. Tensions will naturally, naturally rise. We also projected that there could also be increase in 
in molestation of youngers, sexual molestation of youngers, especially in areas that are densely populated, in those areas where you have face me, I face you kind of neighborhood, it is also possible to have men who are malad socially maladjusted to begin to prey on these innocent girls. We, we also made projections that there could also be increase in burglary targeting food items and essential items when, um, when the lockdown pieces. And then, finally, we projected that if the lockdown persists and things become tough, naturally, people might resist, and there will always be a pocket of restiveness. This is, this is natural. It's not just about a Nigerian thing. So with these spot-on projections, how come we are not uh, more prepared to deal with these problems? Let me tell you something. If we are not prepared, you wouldn't be walking the streets of Lagos. We are adequately prepared. We have carried out a lot of deployment, both overt and covert deployment. But you expect that once in a while, there could also be some mischief that we go through the net. And again, we're also living in an era that is dominated by social media. And social media can be a tool for advancing our positive causes. Social media can also be used as a tool for spreading fears and mischief. So in either way, social media can play roles. So when you live in an era where an incident happens today and it, it can be shared in the social media a hundred and one times, a million times, and it can even be shared for the next one month. And each time it is being shared, somebody is telling you happening now at first headquarters, for example, happening now at O'Reilly Gamu, for example. It might be an incident that happened 10 days ago. But every time you get the photo or you get the video, you get the impression that this is happening immediately. It could also breed tension. But having said that, I want to reassure Lagosians, I want to reassure citizens in Ogun State that the Nigeria police is up to the tax of providing adequate and sufficient security for the citizens of these two states and even beyond. We are working in partnership with our sister security agencies to strengthen security and block every observed loopholes. The Inspector General of Police has already deployed a Deputy Inspector General of Police, uh, DIG Pito Gunyawo, who is a very tested and trusted policeman, a seasoned crime fighter. He, he flew out of Abuja today on a police chopper um, to Lagos, and he will be on ground in Lagos co coordinating these operations. And so Lagosians can be, rest, uh, can be rest assured that they have a police department that will watch their back, a police department that will stay awake while they sleep, a police department that will work with them and support the communities to make our communities safer and better. There reports of policemen profiting from the lockdown. Some of them will ask travelers to pay for passage. Have you received this information and how are you dealing with this? I have seen reports of some police officers who have acted in manners that are clearly inconsistent with their oath of offices. I've seen police officers who have, for example, deployed um, 
excessive force in 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 enforcing the lockdown and the, the restriction orders. But in all this, I want to say this with every sense of a responsibility that this is a very minute number, a very small percentage of our workforce. The truth is the majority of policemen and women out there are working day and night to keep our citizens safe. They are working day and night to keep our streets safe. They are taking risks, standing in between dangers and putting their life on the line that people like you who is talking to me at this point in time will be safe. They are putting their limbs on the line to make sure that you keep your own lives intact. And that is the honest truth. However, in any case where a police officer is found to have acted outside his oath of office or outside acted the standard operational procedure guiding his deployment, we, do, we don't hesitate to bring such police officers to book. And you must also have seen pictures and videos of police officers who, who messed up and we went after them and made sure that we made, we made them accountable. So as we are deploying police officers to police the citizens, we are also deploying a special team to police the policemen themselves. Our position is very clear. Police officers who are deployed for this assignment must be humane, they must be compassionate, they must respect the fundamental rights of the citizens, and they must ensure all forms of corruption and unprofessionalism. All right. What five tips will you be giving to Nigerians as to help them, you know, protect themselves against them? What will be your five major tips for Nigerians for them to remain safe and secure? At this point in time, we, we are faced with a global pandemic. The truth, Juliet, is this. This is not just a health crisis. It, it is more than a health crisis. It is a health crisis at one. It is simultaneously a health crisis. It is an economic crisis. It is a humanitarian crisis. And it is at the same time becoming a security crisis. Therefore, every person must play his own part in ensuring that we are able to combat and defeat COVID-19. First of all, we must obey the, 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 the legitimate instructions from relevant government agencies, including the health tips that are constantly issued by the relevant health agencies. We must also obey uh, legitimate orders and regulations issued by the president, issued by the state governors, issued by, 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 by the local government authorities, which is a time for us to work together as a people. It is a time for us to collectively police our community. It is a time for us to communally watch each other's back, work together as a team, and communally defeat the pandemic. For over two decades, Jimmy Jatt has been the DJ of choice for all the best parties, clubs, and concerts. He has made a living and a name entertaining people when they come together to socialize. Alas, the lockdown has meant a total stop to the business of DJing. 
So what is he doing with himself during this lockdown? This is a question Abdul Okwechime put to him. I mean, there's no business. There's nothing we can't do. There's no gathering, and if there's no gathering, you can't teach it. So um, the, the, most, the most I do right now is um, virtual parties and digital DJing. You know, so pretty much, you know, just my own way of getting people out of um, their sober mode. Once, I, I mean, like twice, three times every week, I just go online uh, and just DJ for people, you know, just, you know, and quite a number of people been tuning in, so they just... You know, have a party. We assume I, I, I act like I'm playing in the party. They as they act like they are the party audience. But you don't get paid for this. Once or twice, I've had a bad brand. You know, support and brand support in terms of uh, giveaways, in terms of um, pretty much you know, some taking care of um, electricity, especially because we every time for every time we do that, we have to run on uh, generators. So what's going to happen to Jimmy Jack job of this year? don't know when this lockdown would be over. If it's over in good time, say, you know, a few months before and we have enough time to, you know, settle into it, we would do it. But if not, um, maybe we'll then skip this year. But uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, we're hoping that we would, the lockdown, I'm not, I'm not against the lockdown. And, you know, I feel like until it's safe for all of us to move around. You know, we might as well just stay stay within our own space, you know. So I'm not one of those people saying making it sound like we're being we're being locked down. We're not being locked down. We're we're being protected as far as I'm concerned, you know. So people are working and hopefully they find a solution to the problem they will allow they will announce and make everybody, you know, go about their businesses um, in the proper way. And if that happens then we'll go ahead and but you sound very down. Anything to... How do you feel? How do you really feel now? I'm not down. I'm in very good spirit. Yeah, but right now, I realize that, look, if you, you need to take a break sometimes. You know, And if you take a break, the world is not going to stop. If you if you pause for a while, things are not going to... The world is not going to stop. So I'm, I'm taking time now. I'm enjoying that. And I, I spend more time in my bedroom. I, I'm sure my bedroom will be like, what? That you know, because <laughs> I hardly you know really spend time there. So, yeah. yeah, as uh, as rated DJ, what type of sound will you advise that somebody will listen to at this time to lift up our spirits? It would depend on. I mean, every music for me is good as far as you are playing it at the right time. You yeah, know, at so, this time, uh, what what type? For an average person, I mean, it depends on your mood. If you find yourself with your you are married person or you have a partner and you are together. And you are in this situation, you find some very soothing love love songs to play it would help the mood. You know, if you are, uh, even if you are, I mean, for some other people, it might just be some religious uh, music to just, you know, uplift your spirits. Some other times, it might, you might just get into your living room and say, man, guy, we can't be sober all day. So you jazz it up a bit. You know, you play some dance club by some, you know, some energetic music. You know, and there are other people working out that in between because a lot of people are, you know, killing time with working out right now. So they also, you know, you play music that suits that. You know, so it varies. I mean, there's no particular genre that you're just going to stick to um, all day, all week. You know, uh, you know, it's not, it's not. That's not possible. That's um, that's like eating about three times, three times a day, seven days a week. Yeah.
Jimmy, you have been here forever. Let me put it that way. And uh, a lot of young uh, uh, DJs have come on board. Uh, do you sometimes feel threatened? No, I've never felt like most of the DJs. I, I mean, a lot of your top-rated DJs, I've helped them come up. So for me, my mission has always been to elevate the rating and the appreciation of DJs. Yeah. Apart from the virtual concerts that you have had over this period of time, are you doing anything like uh, practicing or researching into new sounds or playlists? I'm, I'm, I mean, what you do with it. As a DJ, really, even aside from the lockdown, with your free time, what you do normally is practice and update your playlist, research and find music, understand music better, know what to play at the right time. Because it's not just having the equipment. It's a lot of mental, you know, so when people say this DJ is better than the other DJ, what makes one DJ better than the other one? It's a mental, it's a, your mental ability. From your playlist and uh, program, what do you think, or who do you think are the biggest Nigerian stars? There's no, there's no, there's no such, there's no such position. Not even from the playlist or the uh, uh, club there's rotations. There's no, there's no such position, uh, to be honest with you. Biggest Nigerian star, it will be relative, you know. So it's not any one man position at at this right now. You'll be champion for your lane, but. Uh, Everybody, they try for only And that's it for this edition of Now. I'm Juliet Obata.